1: Log Talk Radio.
2: Monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black.
4: You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good.
3: It's awesome, baby! What's
4: happening? What's happening? What's happening? It's Coach Ty and you are now rocking with the best. This is Original Native Radio. One more time. Give yourself a big round of applause for being in the building tonight. As usual, every Thursday night with the Tower of Tantra, you cannot lose with the stuff we
5: use. Ow!
4: I love it. Big shouts out. We talk out to my man Baby Wolf, Mr. Make It Happen Radio. Um, this show is brought to you tonight as each and every show is brought to you by OriginalNativeRadio.com, and relaxation is the key. <sighs> Welcome to the new millennium. We took y'all out with a bang and we are introducing you with the bang. I mean, where else could you get uh a show, uh galactical broadcast? of this measure on the Tower of Tantra. Where where else could you get it but right here? If, if it was supposed to be somewhere else, it would be there. But tonight, as the 25th show, we've had some half episodes in there, but we didn't count those. We just called them like 21 and a half or, you know, like some 1.5s. But, hey, you know what I mean. Um, we have been doing it ever since. April was the first show, and that was just introducing Brother Yao in the Grand Shrine program, it with self-awareness and archetypes. Then we got the ball rolling back in on June 7th, the language of Tantra, the Lotus Serpentine, and the Tower of Tantra, the power of yes and no and validation. Then we came in with Becoming Tantra on the second show with more archetype and operations, raising the kundalini, and DNA templates, counterfeit personalities, energy budgets, bringing partners online, five organ systems, 12 portals of the tower. I mean, these shows from day one have been nothing but action-packed and wisdom-packed. If you have not taken advantage of the system that is in place right now and available for you through the Grand Trial Program, please visit MasterYow.com. MasterYao.com, Y-A-O, site is still under construction, but you can follow the link and get to the program. Also, you can send Master Yao a message through Facebook. That's Yao Morris, Y-A-O, M-O-R-R-I-F, or you could just go over and just jump into the International Grand Triumph Program. But you know what? As much as I love Tantra and as much as I love doing these shows, it ain't all about me. It's all about my listening audience. People who calling in each and every week. The thousands and thousands of people who are downloading the show. Week after week. Uh Sassy people like Sassy Lynn who never misses the show. Naughty Queen who's always up in the building. Mr. Make It Happen who's always in the house. Misha out there in Toronto. Everybody down in Texas. The Atlanta crew, the Miami crew. Big shouts out to the four oh four six seven eight shots and a 770. Uh, the New Jersey crew, oh, my goodness, they put it down. I mean, just a fabulous family of listeners, of participants, of practitioners who are getting down with the get-down to make sure that they have champagne added to their campaign, not only each and every week, but when it's, t- when, it's, when it's time for the rubber to meet the road, these people show up, and they show up in big fashion. And they do not play around. So, all of this would not be happening, you know it, without the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. Y'all better watch out now. You know him as the opera, of natural blueprint relationship. <laughs> so many books that, that natural blueprint relationship, the awakening of the divine, divine feminine. The oracles of Kim say no. Y'all put your hands together for my man and yours, Master Yaa. Good evening, Coach, Master Coach, you, you messed up tonight. Coach, you supposed to tell them to make sure their seatbelt was fastened. Oh, they heard the. They heard. Um. Well, you know, anybody with common sense, when they hear, you know, when they hear something like this in public. Tornado siren, That means go jump in the tub. That's what it means. So you know, I I said it without saying it. You know, but you did. You mean, did. You did. So if, if they don't want to strap in, that's okay. Um, they can hold on to one of these telephone poles and get a new thrill tonight. <laughs> Coach, we're going to hit them with a tsunami tonight. Mmm. Tsunami? tsunami. Tsunami. All right. We're going to hit them with a tsunami. That's right. So they need to either get on high ground or be ready to take a, take, get baptized, one or the other. Mm, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. I want to say hello to everybody listening, and I want to give big shout-outs to Coach K for having me. Now, you say this is the 20, 21st and a half show? <laughs> no, 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 not the two point five. No, no, I mean, not the 2.5s or the one point five. This is show number 25. <laughs> the two and the five together, not the 2.5. No, we ain't wow. rolling it up tonight, you know, but, you That's know, know like I, had, I got yeah. to every weekend.
0: This is a dream come true.
4: Well, uh, I tell you, I've enjoyed it, and uh, it's been an experience for me. Um, you know, this is what I was born to do. So, you know, um I, I I have love for people in my heart, and um, you know I I want to see people living it that, that life as they say in the on the flyer. To achieve the highest and best version of you. Now, let me just start out with uh, with a confession, and then um, a statement. Um, I've been under the weather for several days Um, I'm not completely recovered yet but uh, I'm getting there and uh, so I haven't really been on Facebook or I haven't been answering all my emails or phone like I should so let me just say that Uh, the other thing that uh, has kind of had me uh, out of the circuit there for the last couple of months is that I've been upgrading the grand Triumph program and I, I know coach K is aware of these efforts and and my uh struggles <laughs> it has been a struggle uh it's something that I sought to manifest um in two thousand eleven that was one of my goals and and it's not finished yet but uh we made some big steps. I want to announce that as of yesterday the website work the website is once again active, so we have uh put the website back online the 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 new one and, um, we still got some tweaks, and we still got some stuff to do, so don't go on there and immediately start picking apart the stuff that's not finished but it, it is active uh and it features an upgraded uh, book module so that when you order books they're gonna um you know they get processed a lot faster now we uh, I guess a few people out there probably ordered books and they were delivered a little slow here the last month because we had some trouble with the, when the site was under construction keeping everything straight and getting all the information we need to get. I want to apologize for that. Most of the people who put place orders for the balance of the year know that we ship in 48 hours, almost without exception, unless the book is out of stock. And uh, I certainly intend to get back to that in the next, couple of, the next few days. I want to say that uh, uh, we had not planned to make as many changes to the site as we ended up having to do. But it is definitely an upgrade. I think most of the people will see that. And in fact, the site is set up now so that we can make enlargements and improvements in it. And we already have quite a few plans. So the site's better. The main reason that we uh, went through all of this is because we're upgrading the grand time program so the site was what we've sort of been waiting for in order to do that but now that the site is 95 percent finished then we're going to start each week rolling out some of these other developments that it's sort of in the building for the last three months number one uh, we have a blog and we're going to be channeling traffic from um, many different areas into the blog, the blog is going to serve as a follow-up to this program that you guys are listening to so that if you have comments, you can go to Facebook or you can go to the website and go on the blog and ask more questions and make more comments so that we can continue this dialogue all week. The other thing is that we are finally we have uh, finished work on our broadcast platform so that we can as of uh, any day now, well, we have the capacity now to broadcast live. I'm talking about a video broadcast so that our classes can go out on the airwaves live anywhere in the world. Now, while the infrastructure is in place, the actual mechanisms for actually doing it are still lacking. What I mean is that uh, we, we, we have to uh, upgrade some of our equipment uh, once we started testing the, the program we found that we got to get a better camera not a better camera but a camera that that that, that will send information in different ways and we've got to get a different type of a computer so if we're going to broadcast from the studio here we want to be able to do it in a profession as as professional as we can um, so we, we um, we're going to be doing some of the programs are going to be recorded in the beginning, and then we're gradually gonna uh switch over to more and more live stuff um, Most of the classes are going to be recordings of uh with uh you know of classes that are actually where there are actually people in attendance, even though you won't be able to see them. You will not in the beginning the first few weeks you will not be able to see to ask me questions during the class. You will have to send an email or um, or go on the blog to ask questions. However, we're going to try to, our, or the class audience, the live audience, is preparing questions so that we're going to try to answer most questions in the last 10 minutes of each class. We're also setting this up so that we'll have uh, conference calls and uh, different, other different types of formats once a week for people to ask questions about the class. Uh, The online class is not just going to be instruction, we're going to be doing the same regimens and in fact we've enhanced the program so that the table work module and the uh, organ regimens, the acupuncture regimens and the um, reproductive system, genital reflexology regimen are enhanced. And what we're going to be showing you on the uh, online class is going to also include graphics that we are not able to show you in the face-to-face class. But the, the only component that will be in the uh, face-to-face class that's not in the online class is the auric scans that we had um, 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 the brother do, um, Dr. Charles Abbott. And we it was so successful that, uh, you know, we're going to try to include that in levels one, two, and three from here on out and so we're we're now seeking a way that we can have that technology done uh... without getting you you know with let you stay in your same city we're working on that right now um, so when i say that the class has been expanded let me just say that the online class takes longer to do than the face-to-face class because we're putting information in there That's not that we cannot put into the face-to-face class because in the face-to-face, you're only there, you know, four or five days, and there's a limited amount of stuff that we can give you. The online class, we stretch it out levels one, two, and three over an entire year, and you do it in the privacy of your home. So it's easier for us to put more information in there. So I'm uh, I'm not going to spend the whole time talking about the class, what I just want to say is that tonight, you know, um, I want to say that this 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 period where I sort of been in hibernation and whatever that's that's now I'm over, and so I'm feeling very 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 up tonight. I'm very very excited about the developments that we've been working so hard to bring to you, and uh, so tonight I am going to bring it. In terms of the show tonight, I've got some extra special stuff to uh, to drop. In terms of just throwing some little little nuggets out there that's going to help you in your life. Last week, if you remember, Coach, the gentleman called and we were talking about stories about you know sexual exploits and whatever. And the brother hit us with the heavy at the end, talking about uh, the situation where he doesn't really experience orgasm that much where, you know, um, he can ejaculate from time to time, but the pleasurable orgasmic feeling that's supposed to go along with that, he wasn't really experiencing that. And, of course, we know a lot of women are having that issue, and we've always had this conversation concerning women. So it was uh, refreshing to go ahead and have that conversation as it relates to men because I don't think men get enough attention with these issues. Men want to pretend like they don't have them. And it doesn't do us a service because, you know, yes, you you get to keep your pride and you get to hold your head up and keep your facade intact, but then you still have to, you know, deal with the issue itself and you don't get relief from it. So, um, you know, more and more and more I'm finding that men are, coming up and asking real questions and being honest with me and honest with the public and honest with the audience. And as a consequence of that, this year in the classes, more stuff has been covered about male sexual issues and male emotional issues than I've done in the last nine years before that. Now, Coach, you ought to give a sound effect to that, please. Oh. You know we we own it, baby. We own it. We own it. We we that's the that's the horn and the and the click clacks and all of that. It's awesome, I mean, baby. I mean, uh, we had brothers talking about in public, talking about such things this year in the last four months as erectile dysfunction, as impotence, as penis size one brother too large, one brother too small. We had brothers talk about abuse where where females abused them when they were young. Uh brothers have spoken about where the female boyfriend has abused them. Uh brothers have talked about how sisters have uh conspired to keep them out of the, the loop in the family and as a consequence they had issues the sisters didn't want them to deal with the girlfriend a certain way and so they, you know, gave them false information and stuff like that and, you know, to the point where it was abusive because the boy was only ten, eleven, twelve 12 years old at the time. Uh, we've had situations uh, from divorce where, you, you know, financial and emotional abuse took place that was above and beyond. And, I mean, we've just had brothers come up talking about some real, real stuff and how they cope with it. And these conversations have not just been a negative admission, most cases the brothers talked about not just a problem. They talked about how it made them feel, how it made them react to women, and how they coped with it. That's the important part. We don't just want to talk about I got a problem, I got a problem, I got a problem. We want to talk about I had a problem, I manned up to it, and this is what I did about it. That's the critical point. This is what I did about it. And then the other critical point is while I was dealing with this problem, these are some of the things I did to women or these are some of the ways I reacted to women or these are some of the ways I avoided relationships with women. And so this is a very important thing because he's basically saying, and I'm tell you, women don't always do this as easily. He was basically saying, look, this is how I was feeling hurting, but I also know that this is the hurt I gave out. So I want you ladies to understand, if this happened to you, maybe the same scenario was going on with your man so you don't feel like he was just out to dog you. So we've had some really good stuff going on here in these programs. Coach Kyrier talked about we did the review, we did the late, we did the uh, we talked about the organ system. We talked about the tower. We talked about the genital reflexology matrix. We talked about the high john and uh, the full moon and, and joining the moon with the tide cycles and the astrology to come up to get the, to, to make your peak power to break through serious, serious problems. We've had classes where we talked about aphrodisiacs. We've had classes where we talked about the counterfeit personality structure from three different angles. And this, you know, you're just not going to hear these conversations except on native radio. Now, of course, the classes get into a whole other part of it at a whole other level. And there's a lot that we don't talk about on the radio that we do talk about in the classes. But at the same time, you can't get to those conversations or class conversations until you get this conversation that you're getting on a native radio, original native radio. Why? Because you don't even know that it exists. If Coach Tyer don't bring it to you, you don't even know that it exists. Brother wrote me, he said, you know, who the hell is Master Yao? (laughs) You know, I was like, Master who? And Master what? And what's he doing? And I mean, what the heck is going on here? And I was like, this is some bullshit. And then I listened to one of the shows. And I only listened to it because Coach Tyer has brought some pretty good stuff in the past. So I said, well, let me listen to it. And then he listened to the show, he's like, oh, shit. Okay, okay, you know, I'm down. But, you know, if if he didn't know Coach Callier's rep, if he didn't follow Coach Callier, if he didn't have some faith in that, you know, he would have said, hey, I don't know know what Tantra is. I don't know what Master Yao is, and the heck with that. But as a consequence of it now, he's gotten a benefit, and his life has increased in value. Now, let's get on down. I'm going to switch it back to Coach Kaye for a second here to announce the call-in number and anything else that he wants to talk about, and he may want to just kick us off a little bit, and then he's going to kick it back to me, and we're going to get to the nitty-gritty of this thing. Um, and Coach Kaye, if you don't have a problem, I, I want to get a little bit intimate tonight, and what I want to talk about, if you're okay, is I want to talk about three things and how they affect our sexual life. Money, come power, on, man, and religion.
1: <laughs> so I'm asking
4: your permission first because I don't want you to get – I don't want you to just snatch your FCC license <laughs> and the men in black come carry away when the show is over so, you know – but I know you're a bit, you know, you got some serious brothers got your back out there. I know that they got the heavy duty martial arts and all kinds of chi gun stuff. So you got some level of protection. So I mean, if you're going to give me a go ahead, I'm gonna hit them tonight with the tsunami. Well, first off, I don't. <clears throat> I replaced my FCC license with an HNIC license. You know, <laughs> when you get an HNIC license. That's not revocable, you know. uh, I got my passport and my HNIC license, so I pretty much, you know, we got that covered. Now, the one thing you are correct on, uh, I do got some heavy hitters that's got my back, so we're going to make sure you don't come in and try to snatch nothing. But first of all, well, the phone number today is 347-205-9089,
1: and Oh, man, everybody hold on. One of the things I want to know right now is
4: who in the world let Mr. Bill out to get on the Master Y'all website? That's all I want to know. But I, I listen, <laughs> listen. Nope. Everything else is fine and dandy. I just want to know, how in the hell did Mr. Bill get out of the cage? That's it. That's it. Because some people are not really familiar. <laughs> Mr. Bill is loose, y'all. Somebody, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold and, on. And when y'all say, well, what? What does he mean? Remember I said at the beginning of the show, I said, Mr. Bill is loose? And um see what's going on because uh, Mr. Bill walks around with one of these. He's all oh that wasn't loud enough. That wasn't Mr. Bill, my fault. This is Mr. Bill. Yes, yes, yes. So so yeah, please explain yourself first before we move forward to the to the tsunami. Explain how did you that out. I'm gonna tell you right now, uh I did not design that site. I I I'm not that good. Uh we had you know uh, some people who are helping me get myself together and put myself out there a little bit differently. They really put that together. Uh you know, we went through some photos, some old photos and stuff and um uh they they saw some photos of me smoking a cigar and drinking Jack Daniels and another photo of me where I had some young ladies that after something, whatever. And so they were like um, why don't you put why don't you why don't you show them a little bit of that side? And I'm like, no, no, we can't do that, but I left a final decision on which photos use actually that's eight, and when the site gets really going, you run' a little slideshow. they show you eight photos. they're supposed to each one represent a different aspect of my life that you know so that's not me that's somebody else really w- running that right now so but you know there is you know the, mr bill he. She's see a mess, and uh, but I mean that really, it, it, you know, when when I was le- going through the Ammar project before that, I had my own business, I had a construction business, and uh, you know we were pulling down twenty five thousand a month. And, you know, I had a nice little apartment and everything, and I wasn't really trying to get into no spiritual life like that. I was doing it, but it was all on the down low. I wasn't telling nobody about it, especially not no females. And, you know, the spiritual community, they jacked me. You know, they were like basically, oh, nope. And the next thing I know, everything blew up, and I didn't have a business or a girlfriend or nothing no more. I was like, you know, okay. So... That, Mr. Bill, is how I used to be. I used to, I used to drive a Mercedes. I had a 17-room mansion, and I was rolling with the honey. That's how I used to be back in the day. And then, you know, I, I got a marmora, and I started learning all this stuff, and I had to put that sort of like in the back seat. But, I mean, a part of me has always been kind of, you know, like to, like to you know, I like the finer things in life. So he get Mr. bill gets out every once in a while, but unfortunately they they don't let him play too much they they keep that bad boy they keep down the on him because they're afraid he's gonna do some damage mm. i can already i can already tell okay well i just I didn't want to check just to just to let people know you know that uh he, that he was out he was out you know the uh, the warden or whoever let him out you know uh y'all can go back and listen to that uh, Reverend James Cleveland. Old school, John, who in the hell let
0: the
4: gate open? So I didn't want to announce the like, first year. I'll tell you, Coach, I'm telling you for real, man. I'm I'm really getting to a place. I, I think I'm going through some kind of midlife crisis or something because, really, I'm starting to question a lot of stuff that I've been doing just to make money. And I'm really, like, you know, getting to a place where I'm almost, like, ready to just, like you say, head down to Belize or someplace and live on the side of a mountain, you know, grow coconuts or something and just and just live that kind of life where, you know, just hang out at the beach all day <laughs> and, you know, chase young girls around, you
0: know, like that. I mean,
4: I'm, uh, some some days it's a serious challenge to just st- keep your nose on the grindstone and keep focused on, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. I know you've had a, days like that, Coach. Come on now. Sometimes but you know, the thing the thing with me and you, I mean I I know last week I had to break some news to you. So I got so this week I got I got some I which one you want on first? And it's planetary and astrology, it is it, it's, it's astrological in nature. So which one so which one you want on first? You want the you want the okay news or you, or you want the good news? <laughs> Let me have the okay first, then we do the good. Damn, I wish you went the other way. The okay news is Saturn is a is a is a tester planet. And Saturn is going through Scorpio right now. And just imagine um just imagine uh Bill Russell coming down to your uh junior high basketball team with all of his rings on and some white gloves making everybody line up as he inspected them. That's Saturn. And and, and, and Scorpio is, a, you know, not putting Scorpio down, but right now when Bill Russell comes in, you know, everybody's a junior high team. And he wants to check every Scorpio on the planet for the next two and a half years. And I mean, he's going to be checking, 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 checking. And the reason I say that's okay is because as long as your ducks are lined up, it it's it's like um um you're gonna be fine, you know, but the but he's gonna be riding around out in front of your house for the next two and a half years checking on them contracts and making sure everything's on the up and up. Now, if you pull this off and get through it, the rest of your life, or at least the next twenty nine years are gonna be beautiful, 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 beautiful. beautiful so that's a that's an okay news. The good news is Mercury will be out of retrograde Saturday. He will be off your ass <laughs> your communications will be working fine a little bit more money will be coming through the broadcast will be pushing on through all of that he he He's gonna give you a break for about four and a half months and go ahead and let you have your uh have your wallet back and have your cell phone back and all of that so that's why. That's what's going on. There's a lot of planetary stuff popping off. So Mercury's going to – the good news is Mercury's going to give you a, a break after Saturday, and the okay news is, you know, Bill Russell is coming in. Bill Russell wants to make you a championship team. <clears throat> that's what Saturn does. He wants to make you a championship team. So that's why I said that you launched this program at a perfect time, and I would suggest if, if anyone available to put that in your budgets. You know what I'm saying? I already went and looked at the prices. I've already looked you know so I've, I've been a part of Grand Trine One and a little bit of Grand Trine Two. Uh, I've been twenty five episodes in with uh Yao. We've known each other for about four years. It's an investment in your future, and I would sincerely take this year, next forty eight weeks, make let this program be your new year's resolution and really get deep into it because the brother's going to be going through it with the fine tooth comb because Bill Russell's going to be working through Yow. But it's only going to be for those people who want champagne added to their campaign. So I, I suggest each and every one of you get over to masteryow.com, ASAP and go ahead and sign up for that first part of the Grand Triumph program immediately. Now, that's that's, that's my two cents on that, y'all. I'm ready for you to go ahead and, um, you know, let's go ahead and let's, let's, uh, let's get ready to go ahead and light it up a little bit, something like this. Well, let me just put something out there. They can view the subscription page as of right now, but I don't think they can actually sign up until Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and the programs won't start loading until Wednesday of this coming week, so they can't actually start viewing the classes right away. They can I think they can start signing up Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure which day, but they can't. They won't be able to start viewing the programs until sometime next week. Um, the way that we're doing it is we're we're, lo- we're trying to load all of the level one programs um, in like before Christmas. And we're trying to finish level two programming uh, by the middle of January. And we want to load all of the level three. By the end of January, we should have all levels one, two, and three loaded. Um, And we are going to be doing some, you know, we're going to rebroadcast some of the programs live. Uh, But that's next year. That's way in the future there, once we get everything, whatever. When we do the live programming, that's simply for questions and answers. It's not the class. Then uh the other thing is, um since you you know, since you brought that up and digress for a little bit, let me just say that the face to face class, the regular class, the next one is scheduled in Baltimore, January twenty fifth, that's when it starts. It's it's four days. Um the, the one after that is in Atlanta, February fifteenth, I believe, or, or thereabouts. Then there's one in Houston. We're looking at February twenty second, I believe, or thereabouts. Uh and those dates are not fixed. So, you know, we'll have uh, emails and stuff coming out with the actual fixed dates. Now, for those people who take the online class, we're going to be doing um ev- you know, events where, where you can actually show up and, and do some hands on stuff. And basically, uh you know we're going to reward the people in the online class with certain types of events now, one of the events that we're planning and not the only one is but this is very special we're We're going to be at a special retreat in April, and uh you know if you've been on the online class and for people who've taken the face to face classes too, you'll qualify to attend this now <coughs> this is not a this retreat is not a class. We're not going to... It's not going to be something where we're going to take you down and sit you down and talk to you for three days. This place is laid out. And it's a little bit pricey. I'm going to say that right up front. But it's like, you know, you can go down there and you get you a first-class massage, facial, body treatment, all kinds of treatments. I don't even know how to pronounce them. They have... Uh, it's a it's a, it's a huge hotel i mean it's got three huge wings and actually, when I say huge, it's about about fifteen stories high i guess and the the whole downstairs is all the retreat space, in other words, the entire uh, ground floor level of the whole place all the way around it's just one big retreat center they've got six or seven you know uh heated uh jacuzzi pools when I say pools. They're the size of swimming pools, but they're laid out. You just, you gotta see the place. You can't, you can't imagine. So we're gonna be, you know, you'll be able to kick back and enjoy yourself and do a lot of activities and games and things like that uh, during part of the day. Then we're gonna have refresher courses for people who haven't taken tantra before or people who have been to the classes and just need to go back and relearn a little bit. But the main purpose of the retreat is to practice. So you know, right now it's looking like it's going to be more of a couples thing. Uh, although if you start looking now, you can probably find somebody to go with. Uh, I don't know that we're going to uh, restrict singles. I, I'm not sure we're going to say singles can't come, but it's going to be a situation where you and your partner show up, and we're going to we're going to put you through certain experiences where you can. You know We're going to be doing table work where you you got to do table work on each other at a very elementary level, but still. And we'll have students or whatever helping you so that uh, sort of, you know, make your experience a little bit better. Uh, we're going to have different kinds of games and, and activities that we're going to be doing in the evenings. So we're still planning it. We haven't finished the way we're going to have it all laid out. But I'm just I'm just trying to let you know that, Uh, the online class, we're going to be having events like this. Now, everybody's not going to be able to come to this event because, like I said, it is going to be pretty pricey. Uh, But there are going to be other events where the cost is going to be like, you know, almost free, where you can come for a day and basically we're just going to be, we're not going to be teaching so much, although I'll be there to supervise and some of my students. You're just going to come and experience, do what you learn. When you're taking the class, uh, uh, in the first class we tell you, the first online class we tell you to find yourself a buddy to practice on. And and we're not talking about sex. We're talking about the table work and the the qigong exercises. So you find yourself a buddy of the opposite sex to to practice with. And hopefully maybe he or she can take the class as well. Or your significant other. And therefore, uh, if you can't do that, then we ask you to find a table model. So if you're a woman, you find you a man to be your table model. If you're a man, you find you a woman just to be your table model. And her, his or her job is just to come over, and after you you, you see me do the moves, then you do the moves on them. So it's it's a very uh, I'm I'm just so excited about it because. Um, uh, In in 2013, we're going to get away from this format where we just do these classes and have little parties afterwards and whatever. We're going to get into this format where we do the classes. Then we come together every two or three months for a social event, workshop, or retreat. And we're going to basically practice what we did and just have fun. So I don't know how we got off on that, but... um, we probably should get back to the program. <laughs> oh no, nah, you you do the right thing. Let's go. Which which one are you gonna jump in on first? Are you jumping in on? Are you jumping in on the on, on the sex, the money? I mean, this is the original Native Radio is about sex, money, and relationships. So if you're doing sex, money, or religion, come on with it. You know. Well, money. Power and religion. So let me define these things. Um, religion probably has more of an impact on sexual experience than anything else, because you know uh, religion tries to—it's um, basically a controlling mechanism. I'm just going to be really raw with it, and you know uh, some people may take offense with some of the things I'm going to say, but you know. Sorry. Now, when you have somebody like Buddha, uh, I consider him a master. And when someone like Buddha comes, uh, a holy man like that, he brings people something. He brings you a gift, because there are a lot of people like Buddha who don't share what they know or their experience with people. Uh, we had Sai Baba here for many years, uh, not too long ago. Over in the Far East And he, you know Shared his gifts with people Not everybody could get to see him Not everybody even know who he was But he was, you know A very offended person um, When these people come They basically try to share with people But you don't find them Doing a whole lot of doctrine stuff I mean, they might write a few books here and there But <laughs> you don't find those people Telling people to, to learn a doctrine you basically you find them showing people how to live a better life, how to have a better experience, how to feel better, how to do better, how to improve yourself. And that's a pretty consistent theme. When you look at a Muhammad, Muhammad didn't come, you know, telling people, well, um, i got to be real careful what I say, but but basically Muhammad and his wife tried to get people to live a better life. And he did a lot of other things. That was the the basic thing. Um, You know, he did write the Quran, and so there there was a a doctoral component in there. That wasn't the crux. It wasn't so much about studying the Quran as it was about living the life that it represented. When you had a person like uh, Jesus, they came and they basically showed people how to do what they did. He he wasn't basically saying, Let's build a lot of churches, let's put together this institution, let's um let's study this doctrine, let's uh have a, a belief system. No. He basically said, Look, you know, you can do your own thing. You can have your life, you know, we're not telling you that, that you can't do this that the other. We're basically saying, here is a system to revolutionize your life and make your life better and allow you to evolve and to, you know, to see, a, to see a different to see stuff that you didn't see before. And so what happens is when these people come, when these Muhammads and these Jesuses and the Buddhas and whatever and the Kampo and Nochis and the Thai and whatever, you know, the problem is that they don't stay. They usually die and go on. And that's when the problems start because in the absence of that person, people start making stuff up, start changing stuff, start interpreting stuff, and then they begin to start to do something that creates a problem. And that is they can't have influence over you if they allow you to to consider what other people are saying and compare it. In other words, they want you to believe what they want you to believe, and that's it. If they don't, there's no purpose for them. Jesus, Jesus didn't say, you know, well, we need to get ten thousand followers, or we don't feel like we're whatever. He just said, hey, whoever wants to come can come. The rest, we're not, we're not, we're not trying to force people to do this. We're not trying to say that other stuff is wrong. We're basically saying, what we got works good. If you want some, hey, here you go. Once these people go, once they leave, it changes. And it becomes a control factor, it becomes a factor where if you don't believe in this doctrine as we set it forth, then you're bad. So if, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian clergyman, then Islamic stuff is evil. If you're Islamic, Buddhist stuff is evil. If you're a Khan, then, then Christian stuff is evil if you're native american then this this doctrine over here that doesn't agree with that is evil and you don't really see these the masters really saying that they will basically say a corrupt version of something is evil but basically you don't you see them more trying to tell people the benefits of what they have to offer not so much the negatives of what somebody else is doing and this is the difference here between religion and spirituality. So when it comes to sex, if if you're talking about a master, the master is going to say, these are the things you need to consider so that it can benefit you. But the religious person, the clergy who follows the master, is going to basically say, I've got to restrict you, I've got to regulate you. The difference is one, the master is coming from the abundance model. The Master is not looking at scarcity. He's not looking at who's not coming to him and who's not following him. He's looking at what can I do for the people that are following me. He's looking at abundance. The clergy, the doctrinal people, are looking at scarcity. They're basically saying, We have to scare you into staying with us. We have to demonize the other guy so you'll stay with us. In other words, we have to create scarcity. And when it comes to sex, basically what most of these religions do now that they didn't do when the person that bought them bought them is they demonize sex and they demonize sexual activities. They don't tell you all the stuff that you should do to make it better. They simply tell you all the stuff you shouldn't do and why if you don't follow them, you're going to be damned. They don't back it up with any kind of, logical uh, science. They just basically say, if you are followers of this doctrine, you will believe what we tell you, period. That's the end of story and don't question it. So when you have a situation like that and you you have a situation where you have an authority figure, what happens? Then you have people who say, well, this something is written down and because it's written down and it's permanent, it's passed forward as a law. If you break the law, you're a criminal. When it comes to sex, they're basically saying, don't have sex until you're married. They're basically saying, don't have sex outside of your race. And if you want to be very strict about the interpretation, almost nobody would be having sex at all because they're basically saying, you know, you got to have kids when you have sex. And you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And everybody is really, you know, um, basically you start out, damn. And you got to clean yourself up first. And then after you do that, you know, every time you have sex, you ought got to ask forgiveness afterwards. So you come up with this, this, what are you manifesting when you do that? You're manifesting scarcity, fear. You're manifesting mistrust. You're manifesting, you're a connecting sex to everything except what it should be connected to. So, again, it's a controlling mechanism. We we use our belief system to control people. And the end result is that it reduces the sexual experience, the quality of it, so that if somebody comes along and tries to say, well, here's a way that, you know, you should better, better the sexual life. They'll say, "Oh no, you can't teach that in schools. They don't want parents they don't want parents to teach their kids so basically, we have a situation here where one of the most important things in your life, your sex and your sexual relationships, with you' mate, don't nobody want to talk about it now, Of course, a lot of people have broken out of that box, and they are trying to talk about it, but the fact that it's almost illegal from a religious perspective, puts a damper on things. It's a controlling mechanism. And what happens as a consequence of that? We have young girls and boys like myself who become teenagers and know absolutely nothing about sex, absolutely nothing about orgasm, the reproductive system, hormones, the spirit body, the tantra, uh, manifestation, none of that. And because you don't know anything about it, people can manipulate you. So what happens? We can have a TV ad with a cute woman in front of a fancy car and entice you to buy that car subconsciously. But at the same time, that's okay. But it's not okay for you to learn how to make your sexual life better and how to get past sexual issues. So if you're only going to get married to have sex... Basically, what's going to happen is, because you want to have sex so bad, by the time you're 23, 24, if you haven't found somebody to marry by then, you're going to find somebody to marry just so you can have sex, not because you need to be hooked up with them for the rest of your life. And then what happens? Because nobody is allowed to teach you anything about sex, when you do get married, your sexual life is not going to be fulfilled, the promise that it should. So that's real talk. A lot of people don't have the courage to say that. I do. And in the book of Mamora, you know, I blast the, the religious community. Now, you know, there are certain things that are said for for another purpose. Islam has certain things that it puts out there about sex that that are based on community, and I don't consider them bad. In other words, there's something that they're saying we need to do this because if we've got this kind of community, this is what we need so that this kind of a community can work. I don't have a problem with that if, if you're part of that culture. Um, And and I'm not saying that all religious influence on sex is bad. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm trying to say is that from the perspective of the three most important influences on sex, money, power, and religion, for the most part, their influence is negative. And basically by the time you become an adult, it puts a burden on you that you have to unload. And if you don't unload that burden, you will suffer as a consequence. And people are suffering. They're suffering every day. And unfortunately, you know, if you wait until you're 40, 45 to try to unload that burden, by that time, it's become such a great burden that, you know, it's hard to put it down. It's hard to put it down. So I'm going to say that first and foremost, I have the highest level of respect and admiration for the masters that have gone and you know brought these systems to Earth. When you know what I've read about the Buddha, I'm I'm just I'm just in awe of him in all of his five incarnations. Um, I you know I don't see how anybody can have anything bad to say about Jesus, but. I, I kind of wish he had written more stuff, and not allowed other people to write it and claim it was on his behalf. Um, I wish he had set up a church. I wish, he, I, you know, I kind of almost wish that he had set up an organization that we could still have today, so that people wouldn't come out and set up a counterfeit one and claim that it was his. Um, it's, it's a shame, but I want to be very clear that. These people, to, for, based on my research and what I know, never, ever gave people burdens that made their life worse. They never told people, you know, um, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. They basically said, if you're trying to do this, this is how you've got to roll. If, if you're trying to do that, you got to let that go. But basically they're saying, hey, if you want this benefit, here's what you need to do. But it's benefit-directed. They didn't come at it saying, okay, put a whole bunch of regulations out there and start to drum fear and guilt and and put these laws that, okay, if you break this stuff, you're going to hell. I don't see I know I don't see that with them, with none of them. Muhammad's wife was happy from what I've read from the life of Muhammad. I've read three or four different versions of it. His wife was very happy. She had her own business. Um I just, you know, they say that Jesus had a wife, Mary Magdalene. Uh, There is some record of that from several sources. I don't have enough information to say for sure that that was the case. There is evidence that he had kids. Uh, But again, the church has done a very good job of erasing uh, other evidence. So you can't really say absolutely positively one way or the other. And I don't know that it's necessary to do that. I, I can say that I don't think our spiritual life is meant to restrict us. I think it was meant to make our life better. To some extent, people do have to be regulated. Everybody can't do everything and should not be allowed to do everything. But in a true spiritual system, you, the person has to self-regulate, and they learn to self-regulate by evolving. That's a big difference between forced regulation based on a set of laws that you are punished if you don't follow and a system that says you're going to have a problem if you violate these natural laws. Therefore, evolve so that you don't. Big difference. When you self-regulate, you don't need someone from the clergy to say, don't do X, Y, and Z. You know that you are trying to be God-like. And therefore, you force yourself to live to a higher standard. And when we become our original self, when we become what's in our DNA, more and more and more, We don't need outside regulation anymore. No one would regulate us more than what we would regulate ourselves. And as we evolve, we begin to love the opposite sex so much and we begin to love our fellow man so much that it would be very difficult for us to find any real reason to do something bad to them. Therefore, let's talk about money. And it's basically the same story. Money should make your sexual life better. Really, it should. I am not against money. I'm trying to make as much money as I can. I'm trying to spend money. I'm trying to enjoy money. But, and I think the more money you have, the better sexual experience you can have. And why is that not the case? Why is that not the case? The case is, once again, the same thing is with religion. It's a matter of density versus abundance. And the fact of the matter is that everybody believes I have to limit what other people have in order for me to have as much as I want. This concept that in order for me to be the the top dog, I got to take something from you. In order for me to, um, you know, to be the man that I want to be, I have to have a Cadillac. And in order for my Cadillac to have its value, I don't want everybody else to have a Cadillac. I want the rest of y'all to drive Chevrolet. That way my Cadillac looks better. I can't, you know, give you the best computer system available because I have to keep making a change in it every two years so I can keep selling you a new computer or a new computer system. If I give you the best stuff that I have and allow you to easily upgrade it, I can't sell you a new computer two years from now. Therefore, it's a scarcity model. It's basically saying, I've got to make it scarce. I've got to keep this thing. You know, I can't give you the best. Because if I do, then I won't have a way to have an advantage over you. And this is money. So in relationships, basically, men will say, If I have money and the more money I have relative to the next man, the more I'm going to demand from the woman and the less I'm going to give her. I'll say it again. The male statement concerning money is, based on the scarcity model, the more money that I have, the more I'm going to demand of the woman and the less I'm going to give her in return. So understand what this is basically saying. It's basically it's basically establishing a scarcity model pattern. And it's basically saying, my belief system's telling me, if I don't take something from you, then it doesn't make what I am, I, I can't have the best of what I've got. I feel like I've got to diminish what you so the thing that I have is better. In other words... The more money I've got, the more I want you to cater to me, and the less I'm going to do for you sexual relationship-wise. Now, I may give you money in exchange for that, but I'm not going to give you respect. I'm not going to give you you know, love. I'm not going to give you all that other stuff. The opposite dynamic of that is the woman is saying, based on the scarcity model, the more attractive I am, the more desirable I am, the more I have to offer sexually, Unless I'm willing to part with it unless you give me something that's not sexual so i don't I don't really care for you to give me good sex or good relationship. I want you to give me something commercial, in other words, I'm trading because I feel like in order for me to have the best, I've got to diminish what you have scarcity model. It's, you know, it's not saying what would make sense. What would make sense is that the more attractive I is, the more my sex is good, the more pleasing I can be, the more desirable I am, the more I know about, you know, healing and whatever, then the more I want to make sure that I share it with someone. That's not not what's happening. In fact, you're not going to find men with a lot of money even being available to women that they consider don't meet the grade. They're not even going to be in the same place. They don't even want to go to the same function. They don't even want you to be. They don't want you to even have any access to them. And the same with women. The more valuable she believes her sexual commodity is, the more she does not even want other men who don't measure up to even be around. And the consequence of this is very, very simple. It's the same with the religion, is that as you are manifesting these patterns and this energy, you are creating scarcity, not only for the people that you are pulling away from, but for yourself. So we wonder why some of the most attractive women have some of the greatest psychological and sexual problems and some of the worst relationship experiences. And yet, it does not seem that they can see that it's their own projection of the scarcity model that is the root cause of it. We wonder why people who have so much money are so unhappy. Why you would think that the more money that they would have, the better sexual lives, the better health, reproductive health, and the happier their relationships would be. But it's just the opposite. It doesn't seem to help them any at all. And in fact, it appears to be a slight, they seem to be at a slight disadvantage from people who are less well off financially. And yet, when you explain to them this concept of manifestation, that if you're, if you're projecting scarcity, there's no choice but to leap scarcity. Because if you have the people making the most money projecting hardest the vibration of scarcity, of course, then the society is going to reflect scarcity. If you have the women who are the most attractive and voluptuous and the most pleasing and the most capable of bringing about healing and energy, projecting scarcity, then of course we're going to witness a society where marriages fail, where divorce is common, where kids don't have fathers, where women are late, where men are unhappy, and basically the society you are on. Living like you're living in a desert when you're in an oasis. We are surrounded by potential sexual partners and potential sexual bliss. There's an abundance of mates out here everywhere. There's all kinds of attractive men and women just running around the street. And yet, nobody is experiencing it. We can't experience the potential. We can't put our hands on it. We can't claim it. We can't enjoy it. And the reason is because the people at the top are projecting scarcity. I'll say it again. The men with the most money, the most power, the most fame, the women with the most beauty, the most seductiveness, the most attractiveness, the most ability to to heal, as long as they are projecting scarcity, the society will reflect scarcity. Let's talk about power. It's the same thing. In the Lord of the Rings trilogy, we see Frodo taking the ring of power to Mordor. And I love this analogy because, you know, uh, Tolkien basically, you know, said, look, don't try to read any meanings into the book, you know, and I understand where he was coming from. But basically, the ring stands for power unlimited power because the dark Lord made the ring so he could do three things. He could fool people because they thought they were getting one thing, but they were getting something totally different. He wanted to be able to to bind them. In other words, put them under his power against their will. And he wanted to be able to destroy everything that was against him, to be able to destroy all things, all forces, that seek to contest with him. And based on these three powers in the ring, he was able to control the world. And so Frodo was like, they charged Frodo to take the ring and destroy it because they're like, hey, the only way we can keep this ring from getting back to Sauron is we've got to destroy it because we know that if he keeps rolling, he's eventually going to get this power. And once he gets this power, we know he's he's told us what he's going to do with it. So the wind stands for power, and, and it tells you no one can resist it. And they start out with good intentions, but the more power they get, the more corrupt they become. How does this translate into our sexual lives? It's very, very simple. The more powerful the person, the less they're willing to acknowledge and work on their counter-personality. The more powerful the person the more severe the tendency for the counterfeit personality to be. It's pretty much a one-on-one relationship, going from abundance to scarcity. The person of power is projecting abundance only for themselves. They're projecting scarcity for everybody who is under the influence of their power, and the outcome is that there will be scarcity, not just for the masses, the people under their power, but by law, they will also end up projecting scarcity for themselves as well. So what happens with power, whether it's in the hands of a man or a woman? They don't have to be subject to the crossroads situations where you have to evaluate yourself and make a change. And because they don't have to, they don't do it. So the rest of us out here who don't have as much power, we are forced to face ourselves. We have to face ourselves. Why? We don't have that kind of power. So your girlfriend says, look, if you don't get out here and find a job, I'm leaving. So you've got to face this. Either you get a job or you lose your relationship. You don't have the power to say to her, look, you know, you can't touch me. I can I can replace you with a thousand women like you. If you're a man of power, if you're a movie star, an athlete, or a rich person, or you have some other kind of status, or you're a president or a senator or something like that, then people don't make those kind of threats against you because they want so much to be with you, they would do anything to stay with you. They're not going to threaten you like that. They're not going to leave you. Over something like that At least not for the most part So when you have that kind of power The more power you have The less you are willing to face The counterfeit part of your nature You begin to tell yourself That because I have this power I must be doing something different And better than the next person Therefore What they are saying is not valid what I am thinking is valid and even and because it's valid politically because it's valid in my corporate world because it's valid in my community world because it's valid in what entertainment world or whatever world bestowed me with this power it must also be true in my personal life in my personal relationships and this is how they stab themselves in the foot because the regular person is forced to face his counterfeit personality structure. He may choose to ignore it, but at least he's got to admit he's got these issues. The more power we have, the more we don't. We can, we can just, you know, the people working for us aren't going to admit to us what an asshole we are. We, we have so much stature and power that people are afraid to tell us about ourselves. So we have this situation here with all three things, money, power, and religion, where they tend to set up a scarcity model, and they are based on a scarcity model. And because there is this illusion that the scarcity is going to be for the other person, we are shocked and disappointed when we find that the scarcity also ends up applying to us. So religion starts out projecting abundance for everyone in this faith and scarcity for everybody in these other uh, corrupt, uh, these other faiths that don't, don't, that's not, that's invalid, that are not true, that are not authentic. But the reality is that what happens is once they start going down the path of scarcity, not only do they end up reaping scarcity for the other people in the other religions, they end up reaping scarcity for themselves. It always manifests in a way you don't expect. But nevertheless, it manifests. With money, it's the same thing. Always from the beginning, you believe that more money is going to bring you more satisfaction, better choice and sexual partners, uh, more this and more that, better sex life. Bam, and it ends up not delivering Because you always think the scarcity is for the guy who doesn't have as much money as me. But because you are projecting that, that is what you yourself end up reaping. You may get more sexual partners. You may get more advantage. You may find that you can have your way more. But then what ends up happening is the energy cannot be denied. And it starts out looking very rosy and ends up the way it's been ending up. Disappointment, not the outcome you hoped for. Because you cannot, you cannot, you absolutely cannot undermine the law. The law is the law. Natural law, it just is. It's not mad at you. It's not punishing you. That's just the way things work. It's like two and two equals four. Sorry if you want it to equal five. It equals four because that's just the way it is. So for power, it's the same thing. It looks like because you have more power, more fame, whatever, more influence, that you're going to be able to reap greater sexual benefits for yourself and the other people will end up with less. But because you're projecting that energy, just the opposite outcome is waiting for you. Nobody gets the good stuff. And you are in that number. Money, power, and religion in a natural model all make the sexual life better, all make the relationship life better. You need money. You need power, and you need some type of a spiritual system or religion, whatever you want to call it. You need these things. But if they are changed out of their natural model, they're changed from their authentic model, they've been tampered with, When you start dealing with things from a perspective of me versus them, when you start talking about supply and demand, when you start talking about politics of you vote for me and then I'll take that power and do what I want to do for me. When you start dealing with because I'm so damn attractive, I can do what I want and I don't give a damn about you other suckers out here. As soon as you start putting forth these dynamics, you have projected scarcity. And the moment, from the moment you first start projecting scarcity, you have doomed yourself for that outcome. 10, 15 years later, when the dust settles, you wake up with scarcity. And you blame everybody else but it was you, money, power, and sex, money, power, and religion. What a combination. Coach, what do you think about that? You got any callers on the line? <clears throat> I don't, Let me see here. I was over here in the chat room seeing what was going on. We got some people there. Nobody's raised their hand, but if anybody's got a comment, question, or feedback, uh, you can give us a call in, 347-205-9089. If you're on the line listening and uh, you want to give a big shout out, please press one, and we are will be glad to take your call. Turn your speakers down, and take us off of take us off of your speakerphone. Um, and uh, big shouts out to everybody over in the chat room: Sassy Lynn, uh, D M A W L God M C Nine Long Name, <laughs> uh, Sassy Lynn. A couple other uh, Misha's in the building, Taharia Fatima's in the building, uh, Trey Bion is in the building. We got a couple guests. Leslie's in the building. So I see we are real international tonight. Um, I'm really under. <clears throat> I think I think you kind of laid them on real heavy because maybe you should have done money and then let somebody make a comment and then did power. And make a comment, and then do religion, and let them do a comment. Because like everybody right now is just like, whoa! Like the only the only comment in the chat room was, "Phew, that was a great build." But I think sometimes you gotta <clears throat> you gotta break it up. Because even for me, I was rolling along with it, but I'm not I'm not the average beginning, you know, person to the show. We got a couple of new people who are in the chat room who are listening tonight. And um, I know their pins are probably on fire. But if anybody does have some questions or they want some comments or they want them to repeat or elaborate on any one of these, the call in number is 347 205 9089. I personally had a comment about the power part because um, I had a client that was very pretty, a female, and um, I, I think she even has her PhD or she teaches classes. And she's over in um, uh, Dubai. So she's teaching English in Dubai. You know she's making good money. But she's been married to some super rich guy for like 10 or 12 years or something like that. And he picked her up when she was a pretty young thing, you know, 21, 22 years old. So now she's, you know, 35, 34, 35 years old. And she's saying, I got all these nice things. But, my life is still a living hell, and I think that and and the person who has the money, like you said is is trading it saying I'll buy you certain things, but I still want to keep you you know under my thumb I still want to um go almost into a into a possession type uh deal and one of the as Mitchell Gibson wrote in the nine uh, now, Insights to a Happy and Successful Life. Big shout out to Dr. Mitchell Gibson over there at tybro.com. I do recommend everybody go grab that book. Um, the five major money makers in the world are, are war, drugs, gambling, slavery, and sex. And so the sex trade is so high, it's so high. Some people find themselves participating in the sex trade without going into the illegal sex trade because they're mixing sex and slavery with their particular power, and they have what I would call an unofficial statistic. An, an official statistic is the numbers that we can count, the numbers that have been reported. Well, what about the numbers that weren't reported but really haven't? So you have, and something that was a great analogy that you brought up about how um, power is so often abused in this particular <clears throat> day and age. But <clears throat> I still have to go back to our uh, astrological influences and and state that we're moving to a new phase right now. We're getting ready to move to a new phase of energy, and that's why I think that it's it's been so tantra in the grand shrine and everyone else who's doing higher forms of consciousness and higher-end teachings is being so well-received now because it's getting ready to be a shift. And I'm really predicting the monkey in the glass syndrome because a lot of these people who are holding on to this power it's going to be like the monkey holding on to the candy inside of the glass. And these, these things are going to almost poison them or restrict them from growth. And that's one of the things Coach always emphasizes is that growth is the purpose. Everything else is the result. Even in Tantra, growth is my purpose. Pleasure is a result growth is my purpose, sex is a result, you know, growth is my purpose, good health is a result, um, growth is the purpose, optimal wellness is the result, or it could be poor health, it could be power struggle, it could be poverty, it could be lack, but all of these things are are here for us to grow through. But the science of tantra being one of the greatest energy management systems and systems of freedom, Freedom. when I when I go into tantra, I think of the freedom and we are right here at this particular uh break in time that I just, I would have to say it, the gates are getting ready to get bust wide open. That that's how I feel. And there's gonna be a shift in the power and there's gonna be some um there's gonna be some upset people. Some some of the things that we've been thinking were going to happen may not happen like we want them to. A lot of the things that we used to desire, now that we're gonna have the power to get them, those things aren't gonna serve us anymore. Like a lot of people say, Well I need to get some money, da 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 because I've been broke for so long. And then the money is not gonna bring them peace, even though the money's gonna come easy. Some people who have a lot of money and no peace are going to be like, Oh, I want some peace and um I just haven't had it. And then they're going to sacrifice their money for the peace, and then the peace is not going to satisfy them. It's going to be the individual or the group of individuals, and I don't mean me at a time either. I mean small groups like partnerships and relationships. It's going to be the small group of individuals or, or, or individual or individual or singular that can say, I can balance it between my, Luxurious right, or my right to live luxuriously. Jay Z said, "I'd rather live." What do you see? He said, "I'd rather die." He said, "I'd rather I'd rather die living enormous than to live dormant." Woo! I'd rather die enormous than to live being dormant. Well, balancing that phrase out, balancing that out, and finding the middle path is what is going to bring people. I think. The best possible experience while we bring heaven on earth. That's that's what coach that's what coach's mind is at. Well, let me let me respond to that. If somebody came to me today and said, "Y'all, I will give you one billion dollars if you'll accept it," I'll take it. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll deposit it in my bank account and say, "Thank you, sir." So, if a woman tells me I want a rich man. I think that's what she should say. So so let me be very clear about that. If you're an attractive woman and you can attract someone like that and you want that, you like that lifestyle, you should go after that. However, the problem comes in. Now, I was never a millionaire, at least not that way. Um, but I mean, at one time, Back in my corporate days, you know, I had a big house and a Mercedes and all that stuff. And here's what happens when when women hook up with you. They don't do, they don't treat you the same way. They don't, they're not honest about your faults. They're much more willing to overlook them. And I don't think that it does them or the man any benefit because you get to the place where you don't know if she's telling you the truth or not, and you <laughs> don't know if she's criticizing you to criticize you or she just whatever. Because if if you're just a broke kind of guy, that the woman tends to be more brutally honest and raw. And I mean, you can take that too far, but what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at is that you know you need to have criticism. Constructive criticism, but I mean you need to know if you're really out of balance, and so I found that when I was doing regular stuff driving a regular car making regular money, women were much more um willing to be very honest with me about stuff, you know saying you were really out of line with that group when you did you know when you you know when you were there, you know that was really. That wasn't good. That wasn't nice. Or how come you wouldn't help them, you know, get that donation? You know, you know your corporation's giving out tens of thousands of dollars every year. Why didn't you help that group get some of that money? And so, you know, if if you, if if, if the woman is saying, okay, well, I want me a millionaire, I and she should have her a millionaire. I think that's how I'm looking at it, but I'm just saying, but then when you get there, is it a commercial trade or are you just doing the relationship the way you're supposed to be doing the relationship? And I say a lot of them, they give in. They get there and then they're like they, they're playing the game of catering to the needs in exchange for that lifestyle and to try to keep other women away, keep the competition down. And that's the problem. They're not willing to stand up straight. They're not willing to take the chance of losing him if something happens. That's the problem. The problem is not her wanting a rich man. She should want a rich man. But then after you get the rich man, are you going to be authentic with him? Because he might get upset. He might get mad. But the point is, if nobody is standing up straight and telling him what's really going on, then he is afforded the luxury of keeping his counterfeit personality, and that's going to mess him up, take away his happiness, and eventually take away yours. It may be that he's going to get mad and kick you to the curb. That needs to happen if that's that's what's going to be his reaction. Now, that happens in regular relationships, too, where both people just got regular jobs. So if you if you because this guy you know is a millionaire, you are not going to take the chance of being honest with him. That's where the problem comes in, because you want to hang on to the lifestyle so bad, you're willing to to, to live in the dishonesty. Now, you know when you when you look at the situation with the men, it's the same thing. They're not willing to tolerate a woman that's going to tell them what's really going on. They basically want the woman to do what they want them to do. If the woman is saying, I still want to keep some level of freedom, then he's like, oh, hell no, no. When I tell you to be home, you need to be home. And so in a regular relationship, women aren't going to go for that. They shouldn't go for it in the other relationships either. That's where the problem comes in because basically that person then hangs on to the talented personality and never evolves. And it hurts him or them as much as anybody. Because the reality is we don't want to face our counterfeit kind personality. But if we don't, we will definitely suffer. We will end up in a really, really bad place. So, you know, when you, when you talk about scarcity and abundance, it's it, it's not always easy to stand up straight. From the religious perspective, You know, we do need some level of regulation. These people out here acting nuts. So, and you do need to have a path. You do need to manifest God in your life some type of a way. So you have to, though, stand up to your mate when they are using religion in a way that's inappropriate. You've got to stand up. And what happens is you can become an outcast in your church, you can become an outcast in your social group, you can be ostracized by the in-laws and, and his or her peers, but you must be willing to stand up to that, to the principle of the thing. If you don't, if you allow the scarcity model to establish itself, then you'll guarantee that you're going to end up in scarcity, and so is he or her. If somebody says to me, Yao, do you want the most sexy woman out there or the plainest woman out there? I'm going to say, give me Miss Sexy. If somebody says, Yao, you want a billion dollars or you want to live on welfare, I'm going to take the billion dollars. If somebody says, Yao, you want to be the most powerful man in the world or you want to be the guy who everybody else has power over, I want to be the most powerful guy in the world. But I've got to then put something in place to make sure that I don't get abused by my own good fortune, that I don't let the money abuse me, that I don't let the power abuse me, that I don't let, you know, the religion of the spiritual place abuse me. I mean, um, you know, the really, really, really attractive men who've got money, you know, I want them to get more money. I want them to get more power. But basically, they're not going to be happy long-term with, with all of that unless they know how to differentiate between what's going to bring scarcity and what's going to bring abundance. Because what's the purpose of me you know, helping somebody to get rich and then they're unhappy with it? It's ridiculous. But definitely... Money, power, and religion are necessary for good health, well-being, and a good sex life. But man, man can they trip you up? Well, the the, the part about the part about that is, you said when the woman gets the man, she oughta. My philosophy is she can't unless she was used to. You can't do anything when you get a new person that if you weren't used to doing it before you got the person. So her, she oughta, she ain't. And me in the same way. If this is a big statement I got from my senior martial artist instructor the other day. He said, learn, then do. Learn, then do. Look at people who do things who haven't learned. We get into relationships, we start reading books, we haven't gotten any kind of teaching, no kind of formal education or or anything like that, no kind of training, and then we start wanting to do do something, and we say, well, what are you doing? And they say, I don't know, I'm just doing something. Because they haven't learned, they haven't learned how to do. So things, like you said, universal laws, there is a sequence of events that must happen in order for things to take place you got to have some sperm and egg come together before you get pregnant. Oh, the shortcut is I can go adopt. The shortcut is I can go um, get, you know, artificial insemination. Look how that's playing out. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't work out so great, you know. But if you learn first to tell the truth, if you learn the first to be like, you understand that you're going to do good things. You've already had the mansion and you've already had the money and and, and the women and all that. So if it comes around again and you get the billion dollars, you've already learned a hell of a lesson that is going to tell you, y'all, don't go out here and fuck up. But other people, if they just look and say, well, y'all said yeah, so I'm going to say yeah, you haven't learned shit. You don't know to be honest. You don't know to tell the truth. You don't know to take that money and be useful. You want to just save it and be a robot. And that's a that's a dangerous uh, that's a dangerous that's a dangerous risk that a lot of people take out here. And that's a 98 percentile because they drift from one thing to another. They don't they Coach, don't, they don't have yeah. There's a rule that you can apply that is fail safe. If a man becomes his original self, he will do the right thing. If a woman becomes her original self, she will do the right thing. The more we go back to our original self, what's in our DNA, what's in our spirit, and we live that, the more we have a fail-safe mechanism that will prevent us from going astray. It's true. But here's the problem. I tried to learn stuff. I, I, I sincerely made an effort to learn stuff, but a lot of the stuff that I learned was wrong. It still didn't give me the outcome I wanted. Most of the people practicing Buddhism think they're doing the right thing, and maybe they are, but they don't always get the outcome they want. They thought it was going to get them that outcome, but the outcome doesn't necessarily come. And the problem is that, you know, it's like they say, well, look, there was a reason why I took this path." So if you people aren't investing in that kind of knowledge, why? Because society doesn't want them to. And so you, you will spend four years going to college because you are investing so you can get a good job. But people don't tell you to do that in your love life. They don't tell you to study the Tantra and study stuff and read these books so that you will have a better sexual life and a better relationship life. And so people don't know to do it. And I say to you, well, okay, I'm not convinced at what Coach Javier is saying. I'm not convinced that what Master Yao is saying makes true. And I say, but take this to the bank. If you become your original self, however you get there, you will have the outcome that you want. Whether it's Master Yow's way with the grand trine, or Coach Coyier's way, or somebody else's way, or you know this person's ashram's way, or that Native American medicine man's way, I don't care whose who's way you take or Warren Buffett's way. I ain't mad at none of them. I'm saying you need to understand what is my original self and am I getting closer to that? And if you are, the answer will be yes. You will be learning the right thing and you will be having the outcome that you want. I agree, y'all, but... That's that's it's just like the Marines. Many are called but few choose themselves. You know, many, many and 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 please make sure you include women. Women who get back to their original self will start running into men who uh will do them right, will do right by them. So we just we got a lot of cleaning up to do, you know, but I really think don't wait. My whole thing is who can be the bigger person first? Don't wait to see well she did or he did or something like that. Make the move first. I'm going to be proactive about saving my own life. There's no way in hell I'm going to sit right here and wait on a woman to clean herself up as my inspiration to clean myself up. What the hell is that about? And that's and, and that's where we're at. That's why, like you said, whoever system they get in, they need to get into it yesterday. They need to stop playing with it. But because now it's, I'm not gonna keep pleading and and and, and uh, trying to beg somebody to run and finish the race. I'm going to just watch, and uh, I'm gonna be like these rappers out here, y'all. These rappers, they go ahead and make music that makes them happy. They be true to themselves. They get rich, and then people talk shit about them. I saw a principal. As a matter of fact, this was about two three years ago. The principal in Baltimore it was on Tavis Smiley. He was on he was on some other CNN show with the White Host. And um, Cameron, a rapper, and Damon Dash were on there. And the principal was trying to blame the rappers for making negative music. And that's what he was influencing the children. And Cameron said one thing that just stuck a finger in his eye. He said, You're not going to throw me under the bus for the parents not taking care of their responsibilities. He said, There are more parents than there are rappers. He said, I had a parent, and I'm not fucked up. He says, we do we do dollars $200,000 a year that we give away as far as time and money back in the same community that we come from, and now you want to say it's our influence. The blame-shame thing is what's really, to me, holding people up. Well, they aren't doing it yet, so I'm not going to do it. Why should I do it? You, man, you gotta be proactive. You gotta be proactive and stop thinking with your nuts or stop thinking with your vagina. You know, you got a whole body that you can use. You know, natural body intelligence to think with. You know, use use that. You know, but if you so focus on your lower chakras and you can, that's the only place you can have pleasure at. Then there's a good chance you can get stuck in one of those Pandora's boxes because that's the other name for the chakras. So many people fake people, I'm going to say it clear as my show, who's studying um, or claim, oh, i got to get into my this chakra and i got to do this, and they don't understand it's a Pandora's box. And especially the people, y'all, who swear they're so metaphysical and they're in their third eye but they're blowing your phone up um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, want to get back into their lower chakra. Oh, y'all, I hear the you hit on a whole subject there. So I'm not going to criticize a rapper. You never hear me doing it. If you know, I don't know what his music is like and how many cuss words you've got in it. I'm not criticizing the comedians and the entertainers and the basketball players and all like that. Not at all. Because you hit on a good point if 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 the people in the spiritual community are doing so well, their life should reflect that. The rapper should say, I want to be like so and so. So until we get to the point where where the people in the spiritual community, their life is so blissful, they've got attractive partners and they're having good sex and they're having good steady relationships and they're they are making tons of money and they're living in nice fine houses and they're not corrupted by it until we can show that they shouldn't be looking to us to as 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 a role model so why should the rapper you know making uh 500,000 a year uh stop his game and say well i want to be like master yo The only reason he should do that is because he sees something in Master Yow's life that makes him say, hey, uh, I need to get that because I can see that that's the way to go. The outcomes that he's getting, the long-term outcomes, not the short-term outcomes, the long-term outcomes, that's what I want in my life. Until we can show that by what we are, then they shouldn't listen to us. So I'm saying... Okay. Um I'm not gonna sit there and try to tell a rapper how to live unless I'm ha- unless I'm happy. <laughs> if I'm unhappy and you know, I I have erectile dysfunction and my girlfriend disrespects <laughs> me you know what I'm saying? Why should the rapper stop and say I should be like Master hes No, that's stupid. So if, if 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 we're going to exemplify something, then let's do that. And you're right. A lot of people that's into all of this knowledge, their life still sucks. And I'm I'm trying to say, you know, with the money, power, and religion thing, the first thing I'm saying is you need money. Get as much of it as you can get. You need power. Get as much of it as you can get. You need some type of religious, spiritual manifestation. Try to do it right. But I'm just saying, okay, yeah, but it's got to be within this natural context. Otherwise, there's nothing wrong with the money, but the money is not going to get you the outcome you want if you go down the rabbit hole, if you if you're doing it the wrong way, if if you're looking at this whole scarcity piece and you're projecting scarcity on other people. So we, myself, starting with me, I have to manifest a life that other people want to emulate. If I can't do that, then they shouldn't emulate me. It's just that simple. I'm trying to be the highest and best version of myself. And so, you know, the things that I've manifested speak for themselves. And basically now, you know, um, I'm not a good poet. So I like some of the poetry that some of these rappers come up with. So, you know, if if I was trying to win a poetry contest, I wouldn't go to Master Yao to get coaching and tutoring. I'd go to the rapper. <laughs> he could probably give you some better lines than Master you going to give you. Um, and so he's demonstrated that he can do that. So you should emulate him. So with me, you know, I've I got some things going on. So I'm saying, hey, if that's what you want in your life, then you need to emulate me. We in the spiritual community or whatever community we think we're in, we need to be about it, as you say. Because so many of us, or so many of them, are fake. <clears throat> like you say, on Saturday night, they're lonely. Ain't nobody ain't <clears throat> anybody calling them for no booty call. And, and you can say it's wrong. Well, the woman, she shouldn't be calling them up at 12 o'clock in the night for no booty call. Maybe, maybe so, maybe not. But the reality is, if you don't have anybody desirable that's giving you a booty call Saturday night at 12 o'clock, and you want something in your life, you can't then go to the guy who's a drug dealer and say, well, you know, uh, you shouldn't be doing that because he's got three cutie pies calling him at 12 o'clock at night trying to give him a booty call. You've got to show him by, hey, I'm not doing drugs. I'm still getting the 12 o'clock booty calls. And not only that, but I'm I'm not abusing these women. I'm lifting them up and I'm putting them in a better place than what they were. So so that he has something to say, okay, if 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 I'm gonna look at this, I'm trying to, I'm trying to up my game, I'm trying to upgrade. She's not saying I want to give up, you know, the fifty thousand dollars a week that I'm making so that I can go to the ashram and pray with you. He's not gonna go for that. She's not gonna give up the booty calls that he's getting so that he can live a lonely life in in the monastery. It's not going to happen. He might say, look, um, maybe there's a way I can live the life I want to live without doing this. But you you said some really good stuff at the beginning of the program. You know, some of the highest-paying professions, sex, drugs, slavery, and those types of things. They are. Why? Because people want sex and they're not getting it normally. I've been to strip clubs. I've been to strip clubs and got women to do stuff to me that other women don't want to do. Why did I go to the strip club? Other women don't want to do that. It's not something that they can't do. The, the girl in the strip club don't have no kind of special booty. <laughs> it's just if you tip her $5, <laughs> she'll do something really freaky that you want her to do. I'm like, damn, look at that. <laughs> and now, yeah, you can get $5. <laughs> and so I'm just saying, you know, it's like um, if, if you're saying, well, okay, I don't want. I think it's immoral men going to strip clubs. Well, okay, then then all these women out here need to be coming correct. And then the guy won't go to a strip club because he'd be like, "Why should I go to the strip club to some woman I don't know, when my girlfriend's way way past that? When she's like doing belly dancing for me on Friday nights, and I'm like, I don't think it's going to get much better than this." So if the women in the spiritual community got it like that and the men in the spiritual community or whatever community they think they're in got it like that, then these other people out here are going to be looking at you saying, hey, I want to be like that. I want to be like Mike. (laughs) And they'll they'll start taking another look at their own life. That's real talk. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. We got about uh we got about six minutes left in the show tonight. everybody's you know how we do on 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 your show when you drop some heavy information. Nobody raises their hand, but nobody's going anywhere either uh big shouts out to everybody in the chat room. Thanks a lot for everybody who's listening. We definitely appreciate each and every everyone who has been uh tuning in to zoom in all night and thanks for all the downloads uh we wanna get at least one person press one and give us some feedback on what they heard tonight. I see some. Uh, I see all kind of area codes from all around the United States. I know one of you has something to say. They can be like, "Well, y'all talk too much, or y'all didn't give us a chance, or right on, or that's some bullshit." Somebody, you know, press one to give us give us a little feedback on what you heard tonight before we check off and get out of here because it's five minutes and counting, and we all leaving at ten. Uh, Coach K has got some um, some new things going on myself in my life. I got some homework to do. Uh, I'm making my announcement tonight. We're bringing out God first ministries. Yes, yes, yes. Now, just everybody relax, because y'all don't know what they're going to say about this, but what about a pastor who has a religious or who has a spiritual ministries who practices tantra? What are they going to say about that? Now, wait a second, Coach. Wait a second. Are you saying yeah, you know and- such a person? <laughs> He's on the line tonight, and 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 he's and he's and he does weddings. He does oh. weddings. <laughs> Can you get him to raise his hand, please? If, if, if you listen to me, he's on, he's on the air right I, now. You're I,
1: I, talk talk I'm begging you to, you to raise your
4: hand, me. please. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on for a second. Hold on, let me see some. Hold on. Yeah, call it from the 336-587-1215. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, sure. This is Reverend Kaya Love from God First Universal Temple Ministries. And, um, yes, I am a professional wedding minister. I do practice tantra, and I'm performing my first wedding this weekend. And um, and I love Master Yao and I love the show, and I think you guys are doing an awesome job. And you can get a tantric wedding anytime you want now. You don't have to go through all that stuff. You can just call me up at 910-375-WELL, and we can get that service done for you. We got barbecues, mitzvahs, weddings, and funerals. Don't be shy. Come on out let's fly. You, well, you, you poured pour one here. on me, Kanye. <laughs> 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 you got me that time. You got well, me. i give it hey. to you. It is no but I'm serious though. I'm um I I've, I've been an I've been an ordained minister since um 2009, but I just I just never told anybody. And then um this weekend, well no, last week somebody called me and said, "Um I'm getting married a short notice and do you know any um any pastors who can do a spiritual wedding but non-denominational?" I was like, Yeah, I can do that. I was like, Well, you know, when are you get married? I thought I you know, have some a couple months and they were like, Next weekend, which is the day after tomorrow. And um they said, Yeah, you're perfect And <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, is this what the new millennium is gonna look like? So I'm looking forward to seeing how many people that I can get um that I can put together um coming up here um in two thousand thirteen. This is gonna be an exciting year for me. Well you got me with that one, that's for sure. Well before we oh, get yeah, we off the air, to... let me just oh, let me just go oh, through this. We, these... we got someone on the line? Yeah, we got somebody. calling from the six oh seven five eight nine. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Welcome to the show.
0: Yes, sir. This is uh Sun Calling from calling from the hill, calling from the woods of abundance. How you doing, Matthew? Al? Coach K How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing real well. I just want to call in and, and congratulate um, Kair on on his new venture and doing his first wedding this weekend, definitely. And I really want to. I want to congratulate Master Yao for 2012 being a year where he just he took his information and and to the people on a whole another level. I've I've just been. Um, I was excited to get in on the tail end. I wasn't going to miss out. I I kept missing the classes in New York. I had scheduling conflicts. And when I heard about this this one a few weeks ago in Newark, I hopped on it. And uh, I I was so excited. I I skipped the first weekend of the opening of hunting season around here, which is a big deal for me because I had to be there. And I just wanted to say, you know, since then, my energy my chi has been up like nobody's business i mean i i i i the the first week out from there i skipped two whole nights of sleep and got all kinds of things done uh this week i skipped two whole nights of sleep only been sleeping maybe you know anywhere from 2 to 4 maybe 5 hours when i do sleep and just living in 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 abundance mode like nobody's business so, I just wanted to you know thank you guys for having this forum ha- keeping this radio show going i'm I'm almost caught up on listening on the backlog. It's not often that I get to listen to it live, but uh, it's much appreciated, especially tonight uh everybody step outside You're win and hopefully it's clear where you live. The Geminids meteor shower is popping off tonight. I've seen the brightest shooting star I ever seen in my life, like at uh, forty five minutes ago oh. man it's it, it it it's get it get out there it starts at eight o'clock you know your local time is is gonna be like the peak um you know I don't know if if it's eight eastern was the peak or or but it's you know it's all night long it's gonna be going um so get outside look to the look to the southern sky look towards orion and Sirius out in that direction and um you you they'll they'll, they'll be all over the sky i've seen one in the north sky so
4: Jason, i, I got to say, man, one of the young ladies said you did a little energy work on her at the, at the end of the class, and she was popping. She said, whoa, that was a whole <laughs> other experience for her. So, yeah, I, I you know, we, I'm going to have to get you into some of these retreats and events so some of the ladies can experience the Jason experience. Cause, uh, that was pretty interesting for, you know, for just starting the class to have reactions like that. It was pretty powerful
0: well you know i it, we should let people know that um you know i i have been reading your books for about four years now and 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 first met you and 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 um got to see the tablework in person uh in October of two thousand and eight so so yeah definitely and and I'm been excited this year to finally get to read uh aama one and and the return and um I'm excited to see what twenty thirteen holds for the international grand trine, no doubt. Intergalactic. Excellent. Excellent. It'll instead of international, it'll be intergalactic in twenty thirteen. How that that sounds good. Well, well we
4: we're going national
0: and we'll
4: be going to certain countries internationally too. So basically if you can get on the internet, you can get the class. Not everywhere right now, but um I think it's like it should be like I think it's like 18 countries that can get it, you know. So yeah, it's gonna be
2: nice. Okay, uh, gonna, so you have the new start website up.
4: up. We're gonna have to start doing it in different languages. That's that's the whole bag now. So the next thing is to try to do it maybe in like four or five languages, so that people overseas that don't do English that well can get the class. But that's coming.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You hit you hit Spanish. Chinese Russian and like you know French or something and you got like you got a huge segment of and then and Swahili you you just hit like millions and millions and millions of people. shit the Chinese alone is <laughs> a whole lot
4: yeah they got they got some really good uh, translation programs out there so definitely that's that's you know that's down up that's a that's part of the plan so yeah we, we We are international, but a lot of it's a, it's a lot of language barrier stuff, so we gotta deal with the languages next Yes, mm-hmm. the skies are different up there. you think we can see the media shower down here in Baltimore uh
0: you you know you'd have to get it get to a play probably go out a little bit into the suburbs find a place with, with a little bit less light pollution. I mean, it's they're bright enough that if you're lucky, if you're outside long enough, you probably will see one if the skies are clear, uh, even with the light pollution.
4: Now, why do you got to call it light pollution, Jason? Good gracious. Come on, man.
0: Well, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, light, <laughs> light overload, ex- excess light blocking the starlight. Right, 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 right.
4: Out in a few minutes. I just walked outside and I got clear skies. I got a lot of trees over the house, but I think I can go out there and spend some time. Lay, lay the sleeping bag down. You hear them having a Mars in the background. I'm looking at you, Cosmo positions who listen to the show on Sunday night. Uh, Mars must be doing something. With maybe um, it's going to have an effect on people's emotions and things like that. And I'm real. I'm just real happy that even this wedding. A lot of people, you know, wanting to get married on twelve twelve. But now I'm thinking that tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday is going to be a good night, you know, to um, or a good days to be married, you know. So this is this,
0: – Oh, this is. no doubt. And I, I got to shout out uh, Jocelyn from, from, from the New York, New Jersey, Philly Tantra crew because her and her husband, Darren, who are about the most beautiful people and have a lovely family and, and community going on and, and, and are real powerful healers. Um, they had their twelfth wedding anniversary on twelve 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 just just yesterday
4: nice nice nice
1: excellent excellent excellent,
0: yeah, so big ups to them hopefully they're they're listening or get the download later indeed, well, thanks for your time gentlemen um, and the show much appreciated.
4: Absolutely. Uh any of you all who don't know Jason, y'all mean to go over there and check out the website ManifestSexy.com. dot com. Get down with that CN 365. This is Kyrie's fourth year in the building on that. Jason is one of my personal mentors. I always know that rule from the streets. If you're the smartest guy on your team, you're losing. So I got a mean dream team around here and um you guys need to tap in. I'm throwing y'all a nugget on that one now. If you're not talking to Jason, uh, twice a month, you don't have champagne in your campaign. So Coach K is on com. I'm doing the meditations every Monday night at 10. As we move into this clearing phase, get ready to come up on the 21st. Yo, I'm rocking with the best. I think y'all should be too.
0: Well, give thanks. Yeah, we would love to have anyone, anyone and everyone come on through. It is. The cycle started for the solar cycle back at the autumn equinox, so we're coming up uh, at, at the conclusion of the first quarter of CN365 and it's never too late to get on board. This is a perfect time because, you know, a lot of people are already feeling intense energy shifts in their life, you know, whether, whether you're paying attention, uh, been paying attention to the astronomical significance of what the Mayan calendar is describing or or, or just, um, you know, everyone I talk to is, is feeling some major transformational shifts either taking place or or on the cusp of taking place. Like they can taste it. Um, So when we do this kind of work, you know, together and support one another in community, you know, kind of brings skills to the table. Um, Everyone, we we have people in CM365 who are uh, 35 years old, are, are an immigrant from Dominican Republic, no less, got two PhDs and got a fortune five thousand listed company of their own that that they flipped and got another company right now and they're they're in there on the team we got people writing books we've got healers poets um you know acupuncturists you name it so 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 it's 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 great that we all team up and 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 share information and support one another and you know we've got the got the tantric information coming from master yao coming from juju mama So it's all in the mix. It's really, it's it's about, fundamentally, it's about two things. Setting two primary goals in your life, one around your relationships, and that could be your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your children, your relationship with yourself and God, whatever is of primary importance to your life, maybe your self-love, maybe you want to have a uh, manifest, a husband or a wife, or just a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. We do that, and then the other aspect is the financial. What are you doing with your career, your business, your education, uh, your skill set? Um, you know, because they go together. Those are the two main things that that people are uh, working around in their lives. So basically, what we do is we say, hey, that big sun up there that's consistent every day, 365 days a year. It goes through through phases, and if we tune ourselves into those phases, we're guaranteeing our success. Where just like you know, the Grand Trine program is about uh, realigning ourselves with, with with our natal destiny, with the, with our DNA, with the intention that the Creator made for our life. Same thing. I mean, we're dealing with the Bagua. Grand Trine is dealing with the Bagua. It it, it, it it's you know, this kind of stuff is real complementary. It, it comes from the same root, and um, you know, that it, I can't say enough about how much us doing it, um, me and my wife Leslie, shifted our lives in a huge direction um, and to the point that now we're working for ourselves, living our dream life, um, and with folks, um, beautiful people from all around the world. We've even gone international into the southern hemisphere. We're now tweaking CNP. 5 because they got the opposite seasons to us, you know, as you know, their 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 summer solstice is our winter solstice. So, they're on a different pattern than everyone else in CN365, but we've got um two women down there, one who's in the program right now and one who's going to jump in in a couple months um when when their creative cycle starts again. They they they're trend setters. And and people in CN365, people that work with Coach K and your manifestation program, you know, are all all trend-setting in their respective fields and their respective communities. So it's definitely an honor to be a part of the facilitation of that much greatness and beauty in the world. And, yeah, having a great time. Looking forward to um, going down to the city tomorrow night and, and doing good things and keeping this tantric lifestyle going. Yeah, baby.
4: <laughs> That's a mouthful. The Patrick lifestyle is nice. Uh
0: it really, really, really is.
4: Um, I, I wanna thank Jason and um as we as we're getting ready to close out, I wanna just repeat those dates again. We're gonna be have a class in Baltimore, January twenty fifth, I believe or close to there too. Atlanta, approximately February fifteenth. Houston, approximately February twenty second. The re- and, uh, and a big retreat in North Carolina in April, the first part of April. I think it's April 5th. So um, our the website is active again. We've revised it, we're going to be tweaking it in the next few days. So it's MasterYow.com. Go there and get your books, uh, and you can start signing up for the, for the online online class uh, and so much else. Um and, you know, I, I'm going to have to get you down, Jason So we can, some, some other women can check out your energy work Because uh, you've always got more A few more women than men in the class So the women really like it when All of the men in the class are projecting strong like that
0: Well, uh, I'm down to come down All and, right Yeah, Baltimore may work So we'll we'll, we'll be in touch Great. Coach K, um,
4: how are we on time? We're, I think oh, we're past it's 10. Time, it's time to get out of here. It's time to get out of here. Okay. Well, that's all I've got. I had a ball tonight. Um, hey, if anybody's looking for some Christmas money, Coach K's got two opportunities I've been doing since May. One of them is IlluminatiMoney.com. I'm getting 2.15% on my money, compounded daily. Daily, I get an email every night at 2 a.m. talking about my money. And you can also go catch out Coach K Coach and you can check out IlluminatiMoney. I'm sorry, yeah, IlluminatiMoney.com. And I got some other stuff in the pipe for the beginning of January. Next week will be our last show. Next week will be the last show on Original Native Radio for the year. Shutting it down till February. You know, I'm, I, I'm going to the clearing phase hard. I'm not working like I've been doing. I'm at, uh, a bear has to hibernate. So get the downloads before uh, Master Y'all starts throwing them up for the $0.99 cent a piece or for 5.99 a piece or whatever. You better go check these things out because they are gold nuggets just laying around on the ground, and uh, it's a hey, it's just going down. So. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Zoom in. Appreciate it. And um, we're out of here. Peace. Good night. Little Reverend Ike. Go ahead and take them out. They might not be ready for that. I might, I think I have a... Do I have a new Reverend Ike on here? Oh, yeah, baby.
2: I want to say this again because it has to do here. It applies here with the Second Commandment of Money that tells us that money hath is... And if you say the wrong thing about money, money will flee from thee. 99.9% of the people talk money away from me. People think money away from them. Most people are in what I call self-conflict. A hyphenated term. Sister Mary is going to write that on the screen so that we can get rid of all self-conflict. The absolute truth of the matter is is, that you are really your only enemy. You are even your own devil. devil is not a separate entity. Why? Because I am God and there is no other. The devil is the belief that there is an other. The devil is self-conflict. That's another way to define it. The devil is cast out it means that your self-conflict has been cast out and you are no longer for example in the area of money trying to get money working your behind to get money and yet kicking it away from you with your mind and this is an illustration of the self-conflict that so many people have they work physically And on the material level for things and yet on the mental psychic level they work against themselves. That's the devil. either well some more heresy from uptown (laughs) there is but one presence and one power God the good divine love omnipotent but listen to this you see I am is absolutely God and there is no other but I am because hold on to your hats now strap down your wings The devil,
3: too.
2: Yeah. Reverend Ike, are you saying that God is, oh, he, I gotta get out of here? Yeah. The devil is mind's misunderstanding of God. The devil is mind's misunderstanding that there is only one power. So the devil is not an entity or an other. I am God. How many others are there? What did the divine principle say? I am God, and beside me there is no other. And the one thing that kept getting the children of Israel into trouble all through the wilderness is the fact that they would go after other gods. And you'd be surprised how many gods that religious folks have. Christians. Why there? a lot of Christians have more regard for what they call the devil Satan's on my track, and he's trying to turn me back. I gotta make this journey somehow. Oh. I'll watch it, now I'm gonna say something else, and I'll get back to the money. Preachers, watch how you fight the devil. When you fight the devil, you ignite the devil. When you fight the devil, you give him your power and then it comes back at you and you think it's an other, but it's not an other. It's your power that you put out there with your belief, but you don't recognize it when it comes back at you. Again, mostly people don't realize when their thoughts become things and they think that their thoughts are something else. But like the old spiritual said, it's me, it's me, it's me, old Lord.